yo, yo, yo. What's good, addicts? Gang, Woody laughs every time at the intro. James, you've been here three weeks now. You're basically a regular. Um, yeah, we're here again for another. Is it round seven? That's round seven Supercoach podcast. Um, I've got the usual crew with me, Joel and Woody. How are we going, gentlemen? How's things? This is a great start. This is Joel Froze. James, you always go second, you idiot. I'm keeping this in. <laughs> you definitely went second last week. Anyway, yeah, we're, we're not too bad. We had a great recovery on the weekend, <laughs> thanks to our best player in the competition, Nick Dacos. So, can't complain. Uh, unlike our mate down the bottom there. So, Joel can go ahead now and tell you about his week. Fuck Nick Dacos. I hope he... Actually, I probably can't say that on the pod. Um, yeah, rough week, I guess. Um, Andrew beat me. I did move up in the rankings somehow, despite my low, low week. Um, yeah, I only scored 2,093. How'd you guys go? Um, I scored 2,224, moved up 7,000 rank spots into 5.8k shout out me shout out Stephen Cornelio um yeah if you listen to me listeners you would have brought in Stephen Cornelio last week you listen to these two you would have brought in that awful awful Jordan Dawson so uh we (laughs) how did you go this week well like I said I was on track for an absolute stinker barely cracking 2050 but Dacos really saved me on Anzac Day so up to up to 13k 3,000 up in the ranks. We've moved up every week since round one, so can't can't complain about that too much. And now hopefully looking to launch from here. Well, the key is to just start so shit and <laughs> there's no other way to go. Um, it's like the trick in Little Ass PB, if you're listening. You get more points for every PB you do, so just start out running 100 in about 40 seconds and then move up every week. Moving on, it's enough running chat for one day. Um, boys, where do you want to start this week? Uh, what trades you both brought in? I went Baker, Noel Long, and oh, help me out. Who else? What other dud did we trade out? Cam McKenzie. I traded them three to Matt Roberts, Matthew Johnson, and Stephen Canelio. So it's one out of three ain't bad. What did you two end up doing? I think I had, you said McKenzie, Baker, and Long. Yeah, we had the exact same trade, except I brought in Butters instead of Cogs. Uh, you win some, you lose some. We, Joel, what about you? Um, yeah, I definitely traded out Baker, um, Long, and I traded out Tom Green. And I bought in Matt Roberts, Wolf, um, Matt Johnston, Wolf, and is his name Matt or Mitch? What's his name? Matthew Johnson, he sucks and I hate him. And I brought in Jordan Dawson, who I also hate too. So I had a bad week of the trades. Uh, we'll bounce back this week. Uh, moving on, you want to start with news, rookies. Uh, yeah, uh, let's start news. So Tuke Miller, Matt Roberts, as we just mentioned, both knee injuries. Um, Tuke's a definite trade by the sounds thing. I didn't see a timeline. I was looking just before the pod, and there's still a big TBC next to their names. I don't think it's good. I think they're both – I mean, Matt Roberts, you probably just sit on your bench. But I think Tuke is a definite trade. And 
Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll pivot into rookies now. Um, so, James, would you trade Matt Roberts or is he just sitting on your bench having a great time? I think it's the latter, unfortunately. I don't think you can do much about it now. Just got to hope that he gets enough. Well, firstly, that he plays this week, that he's not out with uh, the head knock and then hopefully that he just comes back and scores more than the grand total of 19 that he put up last week. Um, I don't think there's any point trading him now. Even if you've already wasted a trade on that, you might as well just stick with it. Um, unless you, you know, you've also happened to have Constable and Davey in that same line, in which case it's probably important you have at least one playing emergency. But yeah. Well, let's Four, uh, let's talk more. there. Um, if you had, as you said, uh, Constable, this guy, uh, Matt Johnson, Matt Roberts. Uh, Chessa, Cowan, Rouston, you know, just the duds that everyone has on their clogging their benches right now. Is it worth swapping them to someone that's playing or is it at this time of year just working with the people, making you money and doing it that way rather than just, you know, lateral moving rookies? Joel, what do you think about that? Yeah, no, for me, Matt Roberts doesn't have enough money to do anything with. So you just hold him and hope he eventually plays and might get up to two hundred thousand. Um, Constable the same. Like I don't know, he's just a he's just a working zero, and hopefully Gold Coast always play the Sunday game, which so far has been okay. Um, who else do we have that's a loser on the bench? And Davey, I guess he's almost done his job. You know, he probably only has to play one more game. You can probably get your hundred and something thousand out of him, so that's fine. Um, but to answer your question, what was the initial question? No, you answered it just to um <laughs> to not mess around with trading these rookies that have made no money and just focus on the ones that have. So we will go there right now. Uh rookies, I'm gonna I'm going to talk for maybe, I don't know, 40 seconds on this. You two just yell out if you agree. Um, I wrote down a list of names that I think are definitely trade-out options at the rookie position. Well, it's not really position, but rookie price range. Darcy Wilmot, 251K, break-even of 38. I think he can go. Connor McKenna, 302K, break-even of 62. I think he can go. Um, Lockie Cowan, 204K, break-even of 41. He can go if you want. Will Phillips, 270K, break-even of 45. Uh, Matthias Hupu, uh, 261K, break-even of 44. He can go. Oscar Baker, if you didn't trade last week, can definitely go this week. Um, Ollie Hollins, I'd actually probably hold him. 272K, break-even of 31, but I guess he can go. Um, Harry Jones, no, not Harry Jones. Jeez, Liam Jones, uh, break-even of 28 as well. He can go. Um and the rookies that really, the only ones that I would be holding are Joel's boy, the Radigalia. Uh, yeah. The Melbourne crew of Cade Chandler and Van Ruin, they reset their break even. And the GOAT, Fergus Green, started his Green career. Green Machine. <laughs> oh, yeah. Started his career as a dog and he's a beast. And that's probably why. Um, boys, any disagreements? Which rookies are you two looking to? get out of your team and then we will talk about trade options after that. Joel, to you. Um, so I've already done my trades. Um, I traded Darcy Will Not and Mateus Filipu um, to Andrew's boy, 
Canelio and Sheamus, the what's the wrestler? Um, he loves he to fight. <laughs> um, Mitchell. So um, they're my trades this week. I would have used the boost if there was another rookie to go to um, to get more upgrades for next week. But um, there really isn't anyone there. And there's a few sneaky ones coming up in a, not this week, next week. So get, I'm still going to use me two trades, but I'm going to hold a bit more um, bit more fire for next week within the downgrades department. Witty, what rookies are you pissing off out of your team? So same ones. I'll half the same ones. So Will Not and uh, Shitty Connor McKenna have gone for me, both Alliance boys, and I've subbed them in for two Hawks. So brought. Uh, Sam Mitchell's son, Seamus, and then got my boy Will Day back from his controversial two-week suspension. And I'm hoping he just picks right up from where he left off. Um, it's looking at this point, especially for me, and I know you as well, uh, we have both no money and no trades. And so I think that looking at people that are a little bit underpriced is probably going to be the way to go if we want to have a complete team anywhere near the buyers, really. Well, yeah, I was depressed like you, but I'm 5.8K now, James. So I'm, on, I'm on the rise. Um, okay, so just I think Ollie... Um, Let's let's rank them for the listeners because um, who is a must trade out in the rookie position? I will say Liam Jones is a hold. Ollie Hollins is a hold. I think it comes down to – I think if you didn't trade Gimby last week, you hold him. I think Lockie Cowan is so bad and hasn't made enough money. You just sit him on the bench as well. Hope for a Devaney, which probably won't come. But anyway, I think it comes down to uh, – Poo-poo, Will Phillips, McKenna, Wilmot. I think hold Davey. I think it's those four for me. I think it's Wilmot, McKenna, Phillips, and uh, who was the other one I said? And Mateus Philippou. What do you think, Joel? Yeah, I think I've said it all with my trades. Um, look, I trust Connor McKenna to shit out a 60 a lot more than I trust Philippou and... Um, Darcy will not. So that is the reasoning I'm holding Connor McKenna, despite the sort of higher break even out of the three. Um, agree with Jinby. Um, you know, again, I trust him the most to get me not a 40. So going to hold him for at least one more week, potentially even two, because next week I probably go all things, you know, playing out as normal. McKenna um, and Holland's out. Um, and bringing in Chin Cotter and maybe Ryan Angwin if he um can do another good score, and then um maybe looking to upgrade a Fergus Green type um if he regresses um to another elite player, but um you know that's obviously chat for next week. But I think um the two will not has to go, and I think Filippo. Might have hit like a rookie wall kind of thing. So I think he can go too. I trust Ollie Hollands. He sort of gets 60 every week. So does Jindy. Um, I think they're holds. And McKenna too for that. Um, he's pretty good at scoring 60. So we'll, we'll hold them for at least one more week. Um, James, anything to add or should I move on to the rookies we are bringing into our teams? 
No, I pretty much agree with that. I only pissed off McKenna because if I do poo-poo and Wilmot, I can't afford uh, Will Day. The only reason I went him over the poo-poo. So I think I'm stuck with him for... I think I'm stuck with him for another week until we get all the, the new rookies next week. I doubt he scores 39 again. I don't expect him to make a whole lot of money, but he should at least hold his hold his price for this week. You're that the advantage of, oh, sorry, I'm going to go. The advantage no, no. of holding Philippou is he does get the um, Friday game, so you can stick him as an emergency, um, especially with Matt Roberts likely being out, um, and probably get a look at his score if you want. I was just going to say, are you really that damn bad for money that you can't afford Will Day with? Jeez. I'm really skint over here at More and Order. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, rookies to trade in. Um, Seamus Mitchell, obviously. <laughs> He's the Irish Celtic warrior. <laughs> Bring him in. Um, <laughs> Corey Wagner is enough. Is that his name? Or is it that we have the uh, Corey Wagner from Freo? Um, yeah, he is one that you can also bring in, but us three dopes brought him in two weeks ago because <laughs> um, we had to bring in a defender. And Sam Sturt is the other one you could look at from Frio, but uh, that's really dicey. I probably would avoid, but I kind of like Seamus Mitchell and join the fantasy addicts in the Corey Wagner experience if you want to, if you want to do a double down and a boost up. And, um, and then next week, as you said, Joe, we've got Sin, Sin Cotter, Kin Cotter, I don't know. Hopefully he holds his spot with um, Saad and Doherty out. I'm not holding my breath. Uh, Anguin also, GWS, uh, he played pretty well on the weekend. Oli, praise the Lord, from Port Adelaide is one to uh, look out for. And Tom Simpson's cousin, Sam Simpson, from friend of the show, Tom Simpson. Simo, how are you going? <laughs> Sam Simpson from the Cats also scored pretty well, 160K, um, played his first game on the weekends. But we'll move on. Andrew, can you, before we move on, can you settle a debate? Was Sam Simpson from Springbank? Yeah, he was. Okay, that's good to know. Um, I will tell Cynthia and Simon that they were having a heated discussion <laughs> um, Saturday night at the dinner table about that. Yeah, he's Simo's yeah. cousin or something. Is he actually? Is he actually? Yeah, Simo wouldn't shut up about him for the longest time. Oh, he's going to get yeah. a game for the Cats. Oh, by the way, he debuted about six years ago. So, yeah, might want to fact check that one. Oh, sorry. Didn't he play in the grand final or something? No. Yeah. Uh, he's been out since like 2021. Oh, righto. No, definitely. Yeah, I do remember the... him playing now. Good player. One to yeah. watch for next one. Um, we'll move on to mid prices because this is an interesting chat. Um. James Warfare, 388k, break even 25. He's back in a big way. Will Day probably kills him, but hold him for this week because he will, you know, get up to 400k. Uh, Jacob Hopper, 430k, break even to 39. Hold him for as long as you can. The next three are very interesting discussions. Uh, will Setterfield, 444k, break even at 88. Do you boys own Will Setterfield and are you holding or trading? If you did. Don't own him. Haven't thought about it personally. Joel? Yeah, likewise. Um, How has the setter goat been scoring? He's actually a like, good player, which is weird. Because like, I 
didn't really think he was any good. But then, obviously, unfortunately, I barrack for the Bombers, so you're sort of stuck watching him. But, you know, he's something provides a point of difference for the Bombers. Um, oh, God, I can't even find him. How, where, what is he average now? I got it. Um, so he's kind How of much like... He's 444k. He's made 96k on the season. I am one. Down money. You have to trade him, don't you? Uh, Well, see, I'm holding personally. I have bigger problems. Um, I guess, yeah. He's kind of like if you have two assignments and one's due in two days and the next one's due tonight, you just do the one tonight and then figure out the next one. That's kind of him. Um. He will be my key to Jordan Dawson next week because he is coming down, down. Prices are down. How exciting. Um, but, yeah, Will Setterfield, I think he's fine for an 80 on the field. Um, yeah, hold him and get rid of him for maybe a Clayton Oliver that's coming down, a Jordan Dawson that's coming down or someone like that. Um, someone that you two both own, Harry Sheasel, 438K, break even at 99 do you get off or James, you're the North man. Are you holding the faith in your boy, Harry Sheasel? It's been something I've tossing up since watching that game. Um, what? You killed, well, d- firstly, did you watch the game? I watched pieces of it. I had a didn't, first goal bet, so I obviously watched that and then I no. turned it off. Yeah, well, like, I don't know. Holman did a job on him in the first half and did it well, clearly. Um, but, yeah, it was more – I don't know how much Hall coming back impacted him. I think if it was just – I think it's, you know, two's a couple and three's a crowd when it comes to the North defenders. Hall and Zeeb will play well together. Zeeble and Cheese will play well together. But the three of them just isn't going to work. You can't have three blokes getting cheap backline ball in a team that stinks. Um, and, gee, you stink. Hmm. Unfortunately, come down a bit from the Cinderella story at the start, but we're, we're holding faith. Um, might only lose by five goals this week, but anyhow, I think I think there's an argument to be made to bank the cash now. Um, but like, I mean, if he scores fifty this week, yeah, I don't have the projection in front of me, but I doubt he goes down more than thirty k at the most. Probably not even that much, to be honest. Joel, you, yeah, Joel, you had a big uh, why at James when he thought about trading him. Um, are you a stronghold with Sheasel? No, well, God, he's gone, what, 114, 114, 120, 111, and 100. And then he has one bad week when you get absolutely shit kicked. And now you want to get off him. Just seems a bit of a, you know, calm your farm type of areas. If he scores another fifty, well then we'll we'll get to it next week. Yeah, okay. I, I, I like that. Um give him another week, see how he goes. And then if he scores another fifty three, then we piss him off. Too. He averages the same amount of points as Rosie and Canelio. And they both have had weeks where they've been a little bit below par and you know, we were happy to ride the wave with, you know, Rosie getting a couple of, you know, low nineties and eighties and uh, people held Canelio through him scoring that, you know, 58 and 71 in back-to-back weeks. And I'm going to give our favourite North Melbourne player, Harry Sheasel, a go at bouncing back. Good call. Um, 
Next mid-pricer I've got down is the Jason Horney Francis. Um, scored like 40-odd this year, 45. He is 400K, break-even of 99. He is a big yo-yo, either goes big time or sucks. Um, if you had him, he's still relevant in like 20% of teams. Would you cash out now, James? Do you have his price and everything in front of you? I, I don't. Yeah, he's 400K. Yeah. He's only made 50K on the year. Yeah, so yeah. If from memory, that sounds about 55K. Yeah, I think he started about 345. Um, I think that depends like whether you think he'll bounce back again or not. Um, If you don't, then yeah, piss him off. Because um, that 45 is going to be stuck in his cycle for what, three weeks. And then by that point, it's almost a buyers. So yeah, probably a trade for mine. He's in 31% of teams. It's still that high, is it? Jeez. Madness. Um, Yeah, I guess you get off, but you don't really... You've probably got more important things going on, but he's not really doing anything for you, is he? Yeah, he's kind of like... Um, like the analogy I just said before. Like you just you deal with your bad rookies at the minute and... Because he's a better on-field option, and then you just deal with him at a later date. I think, like the Will Setterfields, James <laughs> Warples of the of the world. Um, I mentioned it at the start. Tuke Miller is out, probably a trade. We none of us got on him, which is um, how good are we? Shout out us. Um, who's the replacement options for Tuke Miller, gentlemen? Uh, would you just go straight up to Clayton Oliver, Jordan Dawson, Lockie Neal? Would you wait for those guys to come down and attack a um, not as expensive option? Like, I don't know, a Darcy Parrish, a Zach Merritt, a, I don't know if you've missed Laird or Bond, get on one of those. Uh, how are you attacking this situation if you had Tuke Miller? I'd be going straight to Bond, personally. Um, can't really see anybody else that I'd rather be on at the moment. And after being at the game on the weekend, I certainly wouldn't be getting on. Uh, Joel's boy Darcy Parish. Don't think that's a. Don't think he's one that's going to be overly doing much for us this year. Right. Um, Marcus Bontempelli's in thirty-seven percent of teams. That's a lot of teams. Let's presume you have hmm. two and the bond. At that point, I think. Like, do you get dirty with a Caleb Sarong? He could. Fuck, he's been good, hasn't he? Sorry, I was just... Uh, Patrick Cripps, a um, Sam Walsh. Uh, you know, how dirty we get in here? I hate to say it depends again, but it does. It depends on how much money you have. I think if you've got the cash to go up to one of the top... One of the top guys. I'm not talking a Clary with 171 break even, although he does play us and there's every chance he hits that. Um, but yeah, I I think it depends where you're lacking in other places. Like if you've got spud, what about a, spud forwards what about already? Four point two percent owned player in the midfield, averaging 117. You know, I guess you'll get it. Will I? Yeah, you should. Josh Kelly? Tom Libertore. Nah, he's concussed, buddy. Can't get on him. Is he? Yeah. 
<laughs> I like it, uh, Chino. I was just about to mention him in the news, actually. Um, but yeah. I ha I'm going to give the listeners three options. My personal opinion, I'm going to say get the missing piece of bond or lead. That is my number one option, but a lot of people have them. So I'm personally not getting dirty with a Caleb Sarong. I think that is, oh, that's going to go bad soon. And I think it is pick your bombers out of Parish and Merritt or a Josh Kelly. Pick whatever you like there. That's how I've got them. So Bont lead, top option. Then you move to a bombers option and then you go to a Josh Kelly. That's how I see the, the scenario. Joel, you brought up Caleb Sarong. Do you think he's um, the man? No, I don't, but he scores a lot of points. Um, it sounds stupid, but, like, I would rank them, and you, everyone's going to like, oh, really? If I had Tuk Tuk Miller, I'm going straight to Sam Walsh. Nobody owns him. He's in 0.7% of teams. Shit, he's good. Um, just come off a 130. He's only going to get better the longer the season goes along. Um, yeah. Real POD, I love it. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't mind. I just think our humble king Rory Laird is back, James. We started him, kept the faith, and he is back. But Woody, how do you see the situation? Give us a name other than Bont and Laird to attack someone in less than like ten percent of teams that these people could go to. The public, the masses. You you are muted. Sorry, <laughs> I hate it when that happens. Um, this is a bit of a this is a bit off track and very rogue, but also very up my alley. Um, I'd say like there's an argument for holding the money and then just looking at bringing in a Clary next week. So like go to go to like a a, a Cogs for example. Could do that. Could potentially go all the way down to a rookie. Um, sort of just depends Ooh. on what you're bringing in and what yeah. your team structure looks like. Like if you've got cover in the midfield to get you a, I don't know, I presume poo poo gets a sixty or something this week to just hold. And this is what I was going to bring up wasn't actually the clarity thing that just scared me. But one thing I'm low key looking at is. My boy from way back, Sexy Jack Steele, has a yeah. Break he's going to be like four hundred and eighty k in two weeks. Yeah, he's got a cool break even of one hundred and sixty nine. Nice, um, and yeah, in a four weeks time, could very well be, probably will be under five hundred k. Um, and I think after that, he's got so this week Port probably does. He's probably not scoring one sixty nine anyway. Then he's got us, so he probably holds about his price there. And then it's Adelaide, JWS, Hawks into his buy. So I think definitely could be somebody to have a look at, especially with the way the Saints are playing. Um, you figure that, you know, winning team more likely to score more points in the midfield. Um, and I think especially with, as I was saying earlier, the money situation. So for me, I don't know, for probably a lot of the, listeners with the rookies being so shit and just generally not having any of it. Um, I think targeting somebody like that is probably going to allow you to get a better player in defence and if not, or up forward, and then if not, just get a rookie off field where you might not be able to otherwise just because these rookies haven't really made us enough money. Oh, yeah. up, down, down prices are down. 
Luke Davies, Uniac Wimbo. You've jumped on that ship with a lot of other people. Um, for those who didn't jump on the ship, with his 72 and 90 in the cycle, should we be looking to get on him in a couple of weeks' time? No. no I've, I've, yeah. I've cursed him. He's dead now. Yeah, Witty's cursed him. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's still he's solid. He probably had six down over that to the first two weeks, and I've just absolutely pissed all over him. So I wouldn't be touching him with a 10-foot pole if I was anybody else. <laughs> um, uh, what do you think of the idea of uh, splitting Took Miller's money into potentially two premiums? So you use a boost, you go Took Miller to Will Bay, you bank, I don't know, 250K there, and then you use that money to go McKenna down, Wilmot up, you know, that kind of route. What do you think of that scenario? Or would you prefer just to do a like-for-like Took Miller for a mid-premium goal? Have you thought about that for the people with 250K? Try 150K. It's 150K, not 250. Don't get too excited. That is a great idea if you're getting 250K, but unfortunately, it's not a You can still do what I'm saying with 150K. You could. Yeah, you could go trade Tuk Tuk Miller to um, like Canelio via DPP and then trade in a Will Day as well for like a Conor McKenna. And that is an idea that could get the listeners a lot more points on field very quickly um, rather than going a like for like. So, yeah, that actually would interest me a lot if I was a Tuk Tuk Miller owner, which I'm not. But if I was, I could probably get around that. Well, Witty, I'll throw this at you. Rank these options. Um, James Sisley, uh, Jack Sinclair, Stephen Canelio, Jack Zeeble, Will Day is who I have down as the defender forward options that I would target this week. Put them in order for the listeners if they want to do this kind of move. Um, I think my team. Hmm. Hogs is probably my number one on that list. He's the most sort of reliable with the highest sort of. Oh. So I'm tossing up. I'd toss up between him and Zebel, but I think he's got a higher ceiling than Zebes does, um, especially with Hall back in the back in the side and Sheezel probably both going to be fighting for punching on for those kickouts. Uh, I'm not sold on Sinclair yet. When he plays down back, he looks amazing. And then Ross, just every third quarter, decides to put him in the midfield and he scores zero points. And I don't know why he keeps doing it. But if he'd stopped doing that, that'd be really great. Um, what were your other names? The Sicily and the Will Day Hawthorne show. Yeah, I don't mind either of um, Day or Cogs. I think they'd be my top two. And then sort of depending on where, well, personally, I can't afford Cogs. I can afford Day, so I'm going Gray. And he's got a break even of 20 or something. So presuming he turns up this week, he's going up 40K. So if you're going to get him, now's the time. Um, I think with, yeah, well, Zeeb's also break even of 50, but I don't think, I think he's less likely to go. Even if he's with 110, he's only going up 27K. So Sicily, I wouldn't be touching at the moment. Um He's not quite zoning off as much as he used to. Role seems to have changed a little bit, and it's not quite. Uh, it doesn't seem to quite be what we want for super coach purposes. Quickly, just get his 
stuff up here. Yeah. And I don't know, against against the dogs, against the astronaut who who probably end up shadowing this weekend, I don't think it's I don't think he'll be cracking that break even either. Um 110, like it's not unreachable, but I think if you wanted him, you could certainly wait another week and just see um if he improves. And if not, then maybe just leave it. He's already dropped hundred K. And so I think that at this point, you know, I highly doubt he's going to put up 150 this week and be out of reach if you really did want him. So I think it would be, yeah, day and cold's pretty much level pegging, really sort of just depending on who you can afford, where your bigger problems are. Like if people moved Zeebs and Sheezles to the back line last week, they probably don't necessarily need a defender. But for me, there's only one of them in there. And so defender's definitely where I'm weakest at the moment. And then... Oh, I don't know if I'd be bringing in Zeeble now. I feel like if you bring him in now, you're 100% backing him to be a top six, probably defender, defender or forward, um, which isn't the worst call. I think he certainly um, certainly could be. But I think it was a far like easier move to make. Just going to double check when I brought him in. I feel like it was just before. Yeah, it was before round three when he was 350k. So like the risk wasn't, you know, the risk wasn't there. He's basically made 120k already. So yeah, I don't know. I probably wouldn't I'd probably just stick to the first two, to be honest. I wouldn't really I wouldn't really consider the other two at this stage anyway. My two cents. Yeah, is, I trust Canelio to be a top six forward more than I trust Will Day to be a top six defender, and that is where I went. So you would fair. go these fair two point. both over Sicily, Sinclair, Zeeble? Yeah. Yeah. No, that clears it up. Um, how about this could interest you. I don't have the the balls or the, as my new Mexican friends say, the cuevos, the huevos. To bring in Harry Himmelberg. Um, listen, listen to these this injury list for the Giants. Phil Davis, Sam Taylor, um, both out. Does Harry Himmelberg move back? And as we saw last year, average like 170 points because he was just the man. I think he is. His price tag is like 350k. Do you 385. Three eighty-five. Do you two have the cock size to bring in Harry Himmelberg, or are you waiting? If to he see? if he goes back and it looks like that's going to be his role permanently, and he drops a hundred plus, I can very much see myself getting a Harry Himmelberg into my defense or forward line. Well, he is Mum's boy, Harry. Mum loves him. Um, he loves Harry. Witty. How do he you likes see him that? even more now that he cut his hair? He cut his hair, did he? Jeez. Not such so, Jesus. Yeah, Andrew can't watch the games. I can yeah. only watch in the States. I can only watch the Friday night game, the Sunday Arvo <coughs> game, and the Saturday night game. So I can only watch Andrew's the really data based super coach player. He doesn't, he's not hashtag team watch the games. He just looks at the scores. But I'm team hashtag 5.8K. Shout out me. Witty. Harry Himmelberg, has he got your interest? Well, to be honest, he wasn't on the radar till you just brought him up. So I'll give you all the credit for that one. Yeah, if he scores it, if he turns up this week playing in defense, he's going to go up. 
shitloads. So I think it's sort of just depends on whether you think he's going to play there. Like if he's named, when teams come out tonight, if he's named there, there's probably an argument for, yeah, as you say, just putting the balls on the table and just going, fuck it, see what happens. I think if you're, if you're somebody that's fallen behind at the start of the year and you're like, ah, oh, well, I might as well just take the risk now. Um, or take a few risks now. It's probably one that you can probably one you can do. My consideration would be you're probably going to have to trade him out again when Taylor and um, Davis come back. So I don't know. And is he going to make the 150k that you probably want him to make if you're going to burn the trade on him? Um, although there's an argument that if he averages, I don't have the stats in front of me, but if he averages 110 every week or 100 every week, he might just do that especially given Taylor's out for 12 weeks. So, yeah, I think it just depends on whether you think he'll do that or not. But it's it's not the worst idea. I think he's he's 65K from Will Day. I think if you can't if you can't afford Will Day, you've probably got problems already. But, yeah, I think I'm going Day because I just, like, I've seen his role for six weeks. Um, you know, straight set of bounce midfielder. Yeah, terrible team, but that also means that he's not getting pushed out of there. And it's not going to change, like certainly not from what we've seen. Whereas Himmelberg can be, you know, swung back and forth as we've seen this year and last year. So, yeah, if you think he's going to make enough money slash score enough points in the 12 weeks that Taylor's gone, then, yeah, probably do it. But if not, then might be might be one of those miss. You're not, not really missing anything by not getting him. As you said, he's in, I think it's less than 1% of the teams. So he's not like... He's not going to reverse POD you. No, I agreed. And I don't know. I'm a guy that's not that convinced on Will Day. Um, but I think I will 100% buy into Harry Himmelberg if he plays defense this week. And if those two guys are out for an extended period and if he holds his spot in defense or it looks like that way, I don't think there's much that's going to stop me from bringing him in into well, my team. Now that they've brought in. The big draft pick from shout out Dali, uh, Andrew, your friend's name, uh, the Cadman. Cad man. Yeah, oh, yeah. got there. Really, I was gonna get there. Did he beat us in basketball that year? Burjo's team. Yeah, he no. Was he on that team? His brother was. Yeah, not actually Aaron Cadman, but his brother. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I sort of have a vendetta against this guy. Fair enough. Too. <laughs> um. He's meant to be a big key forward, so maybe they want to give him more opportunities up there with Jesse Hogan and move Harry him Hulberg, um into the back line. You know, maybe it's right there for the, you know, right, it's right there. I just thought I'd bring it up on the pod, just if, you know, listeners, if you're having a, a rough time or, you know, everything you're doing in Supercoach is just on fire, consider it and ride the Harry Himmelberg wave. Um, two more names I'm going to bring up, boys, and then we'll get into vice-captains. Captains, I think the listeners have a general idea on which rookies to bring in, trade out, and which premiums we're looking at in the midfield, forward line, and defensive lines. But, Rux, Brody Grundy, if you were an owner, would you get off now that Max Gorn is back? And are you two trying to get in Max Gorn soon, break even if, like, 270 or something like crazy like that. I don't, actually, I don't think it's that high. It might be like 230. Um, yeah, are you trying to piss off sexy Rowan for gone, like a lateral move, or are you trying to do 
something else? And if you had Grundy, would you trade? No, basically. Um, sorry, I was waiting for Joel to go, given he always goes second. But I think we've, it's like you said earlier with the homework, except this one's like a one due tonight, one due in two days, and sexy round is one that's due in a month that you haven't even started thinking about yet. Um, I think, yeah, he's playing fine. I don't think he's playing particularly badly. Certainly not badly enough that I'm feeling the need to piss him off right now. Um, yeah, I can't see. Yeah, I think we've got so many bigger, so many bigger issues than than getting rid of him. Um, especially given at time of recording, he's still in fifty two percent of teams. So I don't think he's really really hurting us that much. Is he in that many teams? Fifty two percent. Yeah, oh, I've got him. I don't think that's changed since the start of the year. Have you got him, James? Yes. Have you got him, Andrew? Yeah, I do have him. Well, he's in 100% of our teams, you idiot. He's, why did we do that? He's not even good. I think he's, I'm going to... You want him as a reverse POD? I'm going to piss him off for Max Gorn in two weeks. 100%. No one's stopping me. It's, is Max Gorn going to get forward ruck areas? Is that going to happen or no? Yeah, yeah but it won't, it won't happen till won't happen till round twelve. Tempting. So yeah, in round twelve, come find me. I actually don't know which buy he has. Yeah, after his buy, come find me. But yeah, I think before that, like, I don't know. I wouldn't be, wouldn't be too excited about it with um, Grundy. Yeah, I was uh, just about to say, you piss him off as fast as humanly possible. He had he was looked like a EDFL player in the first half, and then he looked like an all Australian ruckman in the second half. I don't really know what happened there. Um, but then again, that only came out to eighty one points. So they're also only- not going to win many hitouts against Goldstein and Wits in the next two weeks either. So you know, mm. good opportunity to get rid of them both. Uh, get rid of Grundy and maybe get in Max Gorn as a forward in two weeks' time after that zero goes away. Well, the thing is, how would you do it? Because you obviously want to go Grundy to Gone, right? But you need Gone to drop in price. So how would you navigate that? If you had the Rat, you just play him for a few weeks. But if you don't, you just go to... See, that's that's the only problem I have with this. This Grundy move, like what people did to get in Grundy, you're in this dilemma right now. Well, that's why I didn't get him. Part of the reason, anyway. Like there was no. The Grundy owners have the wits. You'd just go to wits. Maybe. It's probably not a bad idea. Or do you just hold Grundy and wait till Max Gorn drops? But then they're both going to drop, so then you don't even get that value, kind of. Oh, oh, you're still getting. I didn't realize how high Gorn's break even was. I'm not going to lie, I forgot about that zero. Sort of wiped that out of my brain. Um. Yeah. Shit. He's, he's... going to lose another seventy thousand. As cheap as chips. Oh, well, that's if he scores 71 this week, which he's not going to do. Yeah, but he's going to score 100, and he's going to have, like, a 0, a 90, and a 100 in his system. He's still going down. Oh, no, yeah, definitely. But I don't think he's going down as much as the projections have him. They haven't going down another 95K. I don't think he's going to drop that much, but... How far are they projecting him to go down? Like, does he get down... Like, are you going to make money by the Rowan Marshall to go on trade? Uh, what's Marshall? Five seventeen. Um, yeah. Hold on. Let me check the. Yeah, let me check what he's at. 
So he's at oh, his break even's only eighty six. We are Marshall. Yeah. Hmm. Oh. Well, they'll be. Will they be a similar yeah. price at that time? Yeah. So yeah. So it'd be a straight sideways, basically. I don't know. I would, if you can, I think hold Grundy until Gorn drops. Otherwise, get him English if you can do that. Um, or Joel's boy, Jared Witts. But, you know, make plans to get rid of, is it Grundy, as soon as possible. Um, Witty, I'll just ask you this question. Errol Goulden, how's your out of 10? How much are you panicking? Uh, let me find. There's one stat that means I'm not panicking. Yeah, 43. 43 is in 43% of teams. So I don't yeah. have that friggin' loser, and I still stunk it up this week. <laughs> See, that's the thing. I don't I don't understand how I went so good. Like, I missed the Bont VC. Yeah. I had, I had yeah, every, everyone missed Bont VC. No, not really. A lot of people did. I um I didn't <laughs> captain Dacos. You fielded I, Matt Roberts. I fielded Matt Roberts. And you still just, shit on me. Yeah. Well, what it, well, you scored, what, 100 points more than me. You had Teast you over Dawson. Yeah, but that's like 40. But I see. Yeah. And then you had Cogs over Butters, which is another 40, uh, isn't it? Maybe it is all because of him, English. Yeah. Stephen Literally. Cornelius. Oh, no. Well, I had English as well. Well, what did Cogs score last week? Was it 130? Yeah, 136. Yeah. There you go. So that's, that's about 85 points between those two. Yeah, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna win every time Dawson does bad, but it's not gonna happen very often. Um, yeah. anyway, boys, uh, I think hold Gordon. Um, he'll be fine. I'm holding. I'm holding to answer your question. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Address him at a later date if he sucks again, a bit like Cheezle, and I swear we threw someone else into that category. But um, to be fair, they got annihilated on the weekend. Yeah. Like yeah. They, that game was over at about the 10 minute mark of the second quarter. Like he could have packed up he and drove that up. First quarter. Mm. So. All right. VCCs. And um, I don't know if you have any AFL bets to bring forward to the team. Do that. That could be a segment on the show. Um, I think it's pretty easy this week. Him English into Nick Dacos for me. Um, I might oh, kind of want to go with Clary though. Uh, Bond. Uh, those four names that I've thrown out are good options. Um, Joel Witty, how are you attacking VCCs? And what here's a sneaky option for the listeners. Oh, I'm very much trying to chase last week's points, um, whacking the VC on Bond. Uh, I think he's been uh, on fire the last, what is it, like four weeks, three weeks? Do you, yeah. do you buy into the, it's his 200th game, he's going to score 200 super coach points? Oh, I don't mind that theory. That's that rolls off the tongue nicely. Uh, against the Hawks, there's every chance. Um, but yeah, and if and you know if all else fails, break glass in case of emergency. Captain's well and truly planted on Nick Dacos at this point. Um, Joe, yeah, sorry, Joe, you're a Clayton Oliver owner. Are you licking your lips oh, at that North Melbourne matchup? I am VCing the shit out of Clayton Oliver this week. Um, yeah, had that locked in already. I I had the option of Clayton or Nick Dacos as captain last week. And, yeah, that cost me about 
spots at 47 points, which is annoying. But anyway, um, I'm going to get revenge this week with the Clayton Oliver vice captain. Um, and then on with Constable, um, presumably not getting a gig again, um, the board's open. So um, you can do anyone. And then so I'll do Clayton and then I'll captain either Nick Dacos or Jordan Dawson um, come Sunday Arvo. Yeah, I like it. Um, yeah, I think. But I don't have I don't have him English. I would definitely vice him. He's great. He's just one thirty every week. It's fantastic. Oh, he's um, so good. He's like forty one percent of teams, and I'm the remaining fifty nine percent of teams. Just sucks. Yeah, me and Witty got a lot wrong in the opening couple of pods. Like I said, don't start Nick Dacos. So I apologize, Ben Circle. Stop hounding me in the chat. Dennis, that call was looking fantastic after Finn McGuinness completely blanketed him. But but Witty, yeah, what no, what did we get right in that pod, Witty? Tim in English. English. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's go. Andy's instincts better the week. I'm bringing this in, boys. Um, let's go. Marcus Bond and Pally first goal. How do we like that? It's gonna happen. Manifesting it. Um, do you two have anything else to talk Supercoach, AFL or anything? Otherwise, I will sign us off. No, I don't think so. I'm pretty content. Good pod. Um, I think there's a lot of short price favourites that will just win this week. Um, yeah, Lions, Tigers, Ds, Dogs, probably the Swans bounce back. Um. I guess the Blues will bounce back too because West Coast are god-awful. Um, yeah. But no no bets this week. I'll do my first goals, but I never yeah. get them anymore. I was going to say, have you had any luck with them or not? I got on a roll like after round two or three, I think it was. I got like three in the one round, so that was a good time of it. But gee, last this week, real rough shot. I really? had Libba at 46 to 1 and he kicked a point against the Tigers. Brutal. Loser. Mm. Witty, you back on the punt, Witty, or no? No, hard miss. I was contemplating having a crack at the medal um, when I went, was it yesterday, the day before? Uh, didn't end up doing that. I probably wouldn't have done uh, Dacos just because I didn't want to be doubly disappointed given I also had him had the C on him um, if they did tag him. But no, I think. I guess the only thing I'd say, and this isn't bet related, this is super coach related, but how are you feeling about the Jack McRae pissing off trade you did two weeks ago? Looking good now? <laughs> what rank are you? Sorry. <laughs> Here we go. No, it's obviously very reactionary, but um, Bailey Smith will be back. Uh, but Lib is out. No, McRae's going to be good for two weeks. Uh, but I mean, I. I just thought I had to get Clayton, and he was the only one that allowed me to do it. But hopefully Clayton scores 170, and I can give you a big FU on Twitter. I'll mention oh, you. He, he definitely he definitely will. I can, yeah. Especially if um, Simkin doesn't get back. We're, we're going to taste it on, on Saturday. So, yeah, probably not. Jeez, it is, it's Saturday night at the G. Oh, God, that's going to be... A massacre if I've ever seen one. But yeah, two hot games that night, Melbourne and North and wet toast and Carlton. 
get excited. Yeah. Who the fuck did this get? Little <laughs> <laughs> bombers and cats just sitting there. What are they doing? Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, that's terrible. Uh, I mean, I'll probably stay up for Friday night's game. That looks all right. And I can boo Zach Butters so Witty doesn't score. <laughs> what time is that on in New Mexico? 2.50 a.m. Jesus Christ. It's the only game I can watch. So sometimes I can't watch it. Like, I watch the dogs. It's all the Saturday afternoon early games and the Sunday afternoon early game are the best ones to watch. Yeah. Uh, they come on at, like, around 9 o'clock p.m. So that's good. Beautiful. The Bombers Cats game will get televised on Slack. That'd be, that'd be, yeah, that'll be a belter. Yeah, can't wait to watch that one. Anyway, I think no, we'll get over. Oh, shut up! When you beat the Cats, you'll be wearing your jersey, wearing your Jake Stringer badge, and you love it life again. I'll be muting the chat again. <laughs> All right, boys. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Hopefully, you go well in Supercoach. Um, yeah, the the race for best rank in the in the pod is heating up and it's hopefully all of us can finish strong but um yeah follow the podcast on twitter and instagram twitter handle is at the fb addicts instagram is at fantasy addicts and um yeah good luck any questions feel free to ask james woodford on twitter he's the super coach guru um yeah any last words or uh thanks for listening yeah thank you well thank you very much